Are you alone? Play a free porn game that makes you come in 40 seconds. <laughs> Did you freak out? Are you not alone? Are you in a car with your family? Did you just fumble for your phone violently? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Don't be afraid. One off the wood is back. I invented yeah. a straw. A pop of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair it used to be gone. If it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. Send it! So, so much frothing. So much I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. What Minecraft? We're back. We've been away. We've been away. We apologise. Just like your stepsister that's gone to college. Um, we're back. And <laughs> maybe you didn't know what that was. And if so, there's actually more wrong with you than the people that did know what that was. But look, we are back. It's been a long time, but we promise that we'll try and do better and you know like a shitty boyfriend you know that those promises are empty and it's all bullshit but you'll stick around you'll still listen to the podcast because of our massive cocks and heaps of money (laughs) (laughs) was it would slide into the dms and you know you don't want to look but when you see that post you can't you can't help yourselves clicking on it checking the likes who's sliding into those dms you're back baby we're you back. know the sex is good and we're going to give it to you. In the ears. We're back. Back again. <laughs> Feeling <ear> good. <laughs> Do we even have a podcast? What's going on here? I, I promise to put more episodes out more regularly. I promise to the people. From now. From now. I, I met Wolfie the other night. Andrew Wolf, Perth comedian. Perth we comedian. went to see him and then I was like, I'm going to go say g'day. And he's exactly as he is on stage in person. He's a maniac and a madman and a legend and a, a lovely bloke. But uh, I just got very cynical. I was like, fuck the podcast. He's like, do you fucking listen? Do you listen to my podcast? Josh is a cunt. Fuck Josh. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to do it. He's just some scum that band booking guy. I was like, fuck him. It's horrible. It's all horrible. And then he, he was telling me, he's like, we recorded a pod and he, he takes like a month to put it out and it's all irrelevant by the time he's put the thing out. So yeah. he's like, sounds he started familiar. off all right. And I was like, mate, this sounds exactly what's going on. It's just some idiot. He doesn't bring anything. <laughs> but to be fair, Wolfie's podcast, every rant could be a, a like a stand-up bit. It just, you know, it has to be felt out if yeah, you like if he went back and listened did did i get it wrong you text me like did has he he listens to our podcast oh definitely not oh i thought he definitely well, not what, but you he texted me something about that i, I misunderstood because <laughs> i was like what you definitely did he's keen to come on our potty though he's he loves him he's but, like i love podcasts i don't oh, want, he loves I don't podcasts care if anyone listens. he just loves podcasts yeah. Not our podcast. Yeah. Oh, fuck. No, no, See, no, I, no. I really missed because I thought, oh, because you were like down on podcasts at the time. I'm like, what the fuck? Fuck our podcast. We'll never be as good as Wolfie. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you know, whatever. What else are we going to do? And then I thought you said, well, Wolfie listens to the podcast and he likes the podcast. But no, no. Wolfie listens to podcasts and he likes podcasts, <laughs> but not ours in you're, particular. Now you're like a bad, you're like a bad ex-boyfriend just reading into text messages and seeing seeing the signs that you want to see. Yeah, I it's like, I'll just read me. it this way. Wolfie likes me. Likes- <laughs> No, nah, but he did say he'd come on the potty and like I won't... Oh, look, I can't see us getting it on, you know, but it does make sense. If you're not going to be as good as Wolf, we just get him on and we'll just hit record and yeah. poke the bear. 
Oh man, I'd fly to Perth to listen to him rant in front of my face. I wouldn't have to say anything, just sit there and enjoy. Oh, he's brilliant. I just like to see him in my like little apartment lounge room. You know, like I'm thinking it's crack Danish and he's like, this is great. This is great. I'm at least I'm not at my parents' house. <laughs> Mum, get me another soda. The meat. <laughs> get me another soda. That's pretty good. Your woofie is pretty good. Yeah, I've seen him I don't bit. think we need it. If we can't get him on, we'll just pretend to have him on. Woofy, it's so good to have you here, mate. Um, what's been <laughs> happening? Like, what have you been Fuck, doing? What is this? <laughs> what, are you, what am I even doing? Fuck. I used to be. I used to live in Netherlands. <laughs> it's just bullshit. Who are you guys? Am I getting paid? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, you won't be getting paid, Woofy, but um, it is great to have you here. No, we can definitely fake a Woofy. I mean, uh, we'll see what we do. I think that's your best um, impression yet. So I keep that. <laughs> right, it's a you. shame that he's yeah. like a very like degrade sort of known celebrity. Otherwise, you could make good money with that. That fucking dog is barking again. <laughs> Willie, come in here. Bloody hell! You realise the connotations of Willie come in here? Yeah, it's a s- very sexual. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, knowing you, know the irony that you have a very small Willie. It is so, tiny, you know, it's, yes. it's an, but it's, it's loud. It's an, it's, it makes up for its size with its bark and exuberance. It's fast as well, <laughs> very fast. It can jump high. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, we uh, are good. back. We're back. And um, the podcast is called One Off The Wood. We haven't put one out for many months, but as I said, we promise to try harder. Um, uh and what are you having off the wood today, my friend? Well, yeah, well, it is one off the wood. Um, or the podcast. Are we still sponsored or no? Well, look, I haven't seen a box in a while. I'll hit them up. So yeah. let's just call it. Usually we're bought to by the Geordie Baber & Co. West Australian Specials. They get about four varieties of tins. You can get it. Google it. There's a link in our bio. But tonight, today, I am drinking the Thorny Devil. It's a, it, I think these guys are West Australian. It's um, a Choc Maple Imperial Stout. Oak aged nine percent wow. can. It's it's a belter. It's a real party starter. But mostly because I've been off the beers, I've not been drinking. Mm. If people haven't caught up, I fucked myself surfing and I had a lateral meniscus repair, which was like torn the meniscus. Not a not a little a, a tear. It uh it tore the meniscus out of the knee, mm. so I had to repair it. It's a it's a bit of a big one. Anyway, so I've been doing fuck all. But I feel like I am back, man. I am back. I've been like. I can walk today. Today I'm walking. That's exciting. So the podcast is back. Was is back. I'm enthusiastic. Yeah, there's it's another good. podcast that we haven't put out that might be will come out after this one that explains in more in detail what happened. So let's just um, you know. Does it? The, the it time, explain the space-time continuum's all out of whack. But was hurt his knee. He's been on the couch for a long time. Um, but here we are, and keep an eye out for that what you, one. I could put him. Uh, what do you got off the wood? Uh, look, <clears throat> I had some pre-workout because I f- was. What? I just made a really delicious burrito, and that made me tired. So then I took some of Mel's pre-workout, which has made me not tired. And now I've got a Cooper's Pale to go down on top. So feeling Very good, punchy. Yeah, you still on the Coopers? You still on the uh, the Gales? I haven't the been, Gales. I haven't been having that many beers and stuff really. But I found like Audi's the closest supermarket to me, and they sell twelve packs of Coopers for like. T- Twenty four dollars. So, 
they're right there at the when you go through the checkout. That's the do. right price and the right amount. I like that. Yeah, a carton's heavy. You it's know, heavy. You're going to drink a whole carton. I walk to the supermarket. I can't carry a carton back. It's impossible. Nah, absolutely not. Impossible. Not after a little pre-workout. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Anything's possible. Yeah, but um, um, anyway, well, should we start with um? Should we start with the everyone's favourite? What's got you frothing? Because I've not been doing a lot of frothing over the last couple of weeks at all. So should, should we play the song? What's got you frothing, man? Is it sunrise or is it full moon? Poor Chang with some good dudes. Is it cold tins or is it fresh chews? We're just getting jacked up in the green room. I said, hey, yeah. What's got you frothing, man? I said, hey, yeah. What's got you frothing, man, is chasing shapes in the fresh pal. The fetch your time, come on, let's go now. Get your Andy pants on down to Wahoo's town. Get your dick smashed in by an angry cow. I said, hey, yeah. What's got you frothing, man? I said, hey, yeah. What's got you frothing, man? What's got you frothing was. <laughs> Mate, just walking. Uh, I joined I joined a gym. Um, Snap Fitness on St. George's Terrace. The most annoying lady runs it of all time. If you don't believe me, go in there and just inquire about anything and she, you'll learn her life story. She grew up in Canberra. Uh, it's hectic. I, I can't express how annoying she's asked her when her lunch break was. So now that's when I go two till three. I go to the gym now on her lunch break because she's mental. Uh, but I joined a gym and I can walk today. Uh, and that's really got me frothing. And it's amazing how simple that is. But, mm. you know, mm. you understand when, you know, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Pave and the they took pave paradise. <laughs> Yeah, they took away my knee and it turns out I value being active and physical quite a lot and I gain a lot of happiness from being physically active and, you know, achieving stuff with my feet. So you, so you took your knees for granted. I took my knees for granted and, yeah, I I respect the knees now. Are you glad? So it's got me frothing. Are you glad that you got to have this lesson so now you will never take your knees for granted again? Like, worth it? Not at all. Not at all. Because <laughs> I was loving my knees. I was running. I'd started running this year. I was like, this is bullshit. I was fit. Yeah. I've lost three kilos actually since um, this. And I, I booked an Indo trip Like I, and I was frothing to go surfing. And I did this three days before going to Indo. So I sat at in, in Indonesia and just watched surf for a week. It was, it was horrible. So no, I, I am not, I'm not stoked about this situation. But I think... Look, it's a, a man of your age, like the gym, neither neither of us have ever been right into the gym. Like I go to the gym, but you know, I don't like it, but I know that I should go. <laughs> but I think as you start to get a bit older, it's good to just avoid injuries. Like you don't need to go there to try and get massive and stare at yourself in the mirror like most of the young dudes do these days. It's a fucking scene in the gym. I don't know if you noticed, but... <laughs> I haven't been yet. Oh, <laughs> I've joined. I just joined yeah. on Friday. But like just... <laughs> 
just look at it. There's a lot of tools in there for you to avoid injury in the future. And there's a lot of tools in there looking themselves in the mirror. But uh, Right. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> not Twice as many tools as there needs to be. Yeah, anyway. Get get around it. I joined the gym this week too. so But that has not got me frothing. I fucking hate the gym, but I'm going. Uh, well, what's got you frothing then? Oh, mate, mine's shit. But it kind of frothed me out today. Today, I, like, I went for a surf in the morning and then I went shopping but i didn't not just like normal <laughs> shopping i went to all the ski shops and outdoor shops in sydney oh, and, yeah. I, and i went to some guitar shops so and i didn't actually buy anything but i just so it wasn't like the retail itself it was just like I, there's something good about a shop full of shit that you love that really gets me like frost like i was looking at all this mountaineering gear i was like yeah 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 crampons i fucking need to get crampons yeah yeah i need to, I need to get crampons. up some fucking ice man when are we doing it ice axe yeah man i need an ice axe and i tried on all these ski boots like yeah ski boots fucking how sick are they and then i was playing these cole clark acoustic guitars like yeah cole clark acoustics and i didn't buy anything but i just got real frothing about guitars and skiing and mountaineering and stuff so yeah so, I like that. The retail shop has really suffered over, you know, the last five years with the increase in the internet shopping. Everyone thought retail shops are dead. You can scroll shopping all the time. But in the end, like the the feel, the touch, the smell of a new wetsuit, you walk into the wetty department mm. or the surfboard department and you smell that, you smell those chemicals and you get it up your nostrils. You're like, yes, this is the experience. You want. I think here's a prediction for you that retail stores will be charging more they will be charging the premium yep. for you to come in and buy and that's the way it's going to be because online on oh sorry hang on online were the premium right were the were the discount because it's like we're online we don't have a store yes i don't know what you're trying to say one of them's going well, to be discounts one of them's going to be cheaper i reckon it's going to be cheaper in store i reckon it's going to go around i reckon i reckon i reckon that online have had their time and online are now going to be like, we, we charge premium. I reckon things are going to be cheaper in retail and retail is going to come back. It's yeah. coming back. I don't know if your logic makes any sense at all, but I think... Makes no sense. I think the, the general idea, I think you're right. I think there's a place to go in, be there, see the things. It looks cool. You get inspired. You talk to someone about shit. It pisses me off. Though. I go into a ski shop and like, I was like... You know the guy from um, Parks and Recreation? He's like, goes into yeah. the camera, like, I know more than you. <laughs> it's like <laughs> someone's trying to talk to me about something. It's like, mate, I know more than you. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, there's something for the shop. And then, uh, oh, but the problem is, and this has happened for years, you go in, you get the service, you try the shit, you figure out what you want, and then you go and buy it online for cheaper. So there, there's yeah, that. Yeah, but problem. it's not going to happen. Online are going to get greedy. Online are going to go with the premium. They're going to be like, well, you don't have to come in. We're saving you time. We're saving you money. We're paying, you pay postage. And I think they're going to get greedy and, and retail is going to be cheaper. I know, I've just figured out why. Because post-COVID, retail space in the city is dirt cheap. But service dirt space cheap. going to get more expensive, harder and harder. So you're right. So, uh, the metaverse, more expensive than the universe. Yep, you still need warehousing. You still need delivery. Petrol's up. Prices. Petrol and supply chains are totally fucked. Like, um, cooked. It's all fucked. The Done. world's going to it's hell all a bottle, in man. a handbasket. Did I mention I still haven't got my car yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're never going to get that car. Have you 
paid the money? Have they got your money? I haven't paid the money yet, but I'm excited because I, I keep looking online at what I can sell it for the day I take ownership of it, and yeah. it's I can make another 15 grand. I made 15 grand on a used car. I could take ownership of this and make another 15 grand on a brand new car. It's a brand new car. But, but you're making 15 grand every 12 months flipping cars, and in the meantime, you don't have a car. Have Have you thought about just buying like a $200 Datsun or something? To, just well, to I've got Kev's own? saloon. That True. he bought for five grand, it's and it's so got low. it's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant. That's a Commodore, Commodore Ute, isn't it? Yeah, Kev thinks he's doing me a favour paying rent, but honestly, like uh, it's basically he's paying me to drive for me car. to use his car while he's away. Yeah, while he I'm keeping that lubricated. House. Yeah, exactly. What's going on with it's Harry genius. from five to fork? Like I I haven't kept up with him, but he's driving around in one of those Delicas. A or? Delica. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Is it real? Did he hire it? Did he buy it? What's going on there? Uh, he bought it on the East Coast so that he could do East Coast trips. Um, Did he buy it, it as a up. joke? Because I thought he like made fun of those Well, he, he always made fun of them, but in the end, he wanted a cheap full drive that he could go there. And he went up to the telly track and did Cape York and things, nice. which I don't think he's ever done before. And But then it blew up somewhere on the highway. And yeah. uh, so he's getting the full backpacker experience. The full, this is what happens to people that don't get, get shit just given to them. In, you know, oh, I've got a Prado and, you know, I'm not sponsored, but people just give me shit anyway. Yeah. And uh, this is, he, so he's getting a real taste of reality of the rest of us that have 15 grand to spend on a car and then spend another five to 10 on it and then it blows up. And then you've got that sunk cost because you're not getting that, all that shit back. Yeah. It as, needs to insure it and to drive the, it off a cliff. The free $200,000 machine he gets around with on the West. Yeah, Exactly. It's like, oh, what's that? A new camper van? Oh, about time someone Great. brought him back to earth. This Harry, yeah, fight a fork, a fight Oh, the Delica's done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coles to colon, uh, and look who's getting reamed. That's right. Uh, brings me back to me and you in Salt Lake City in the Mule, where we uh, lost the driving down the mountain, lost the transmission on our piece of shit van that we'd bought. And had to drive around in first gear. Had about five miles an hour on the five-lane freeway in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Took it to the transmission guys. They're like, yeah, no, nah, that's totally fucked. It needs a new transmission. It's like, okay, do you guys want to keep it? <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Traded in for a Ford Focus that went very well. Ford Focus went from my memory. too well, yeah. Got a um, speeding ticket to prove it. Anyway, good times. Speaking of good times, I've just come back from some adventure time. Thought it'd be worth just a quick update. But, um, Mate, please, let me live vicariously. I've appreciated the living vicariously. For those people that have friends that are injured and out of action and you feel like you're bragging by sending them stuff, I've actually really enjoyed our surf chat group that we've got, our adventure chat group. Of me and like when it's been gone quiet and there's been no pictures and no froth sent through, like I really needed it. So yeah. You know, think about your friends out there. It's not a brag. It's not a um, no. That, you know, they're going to appreciate living vicariously. So yeah, please do. Single blokes, if you're shagging hot birds at the pub, just send their profiles through to your married friends. Let them know. So yeah. hey, check it out. I've been tapping this. Yeah, and if your friends like that. get annoyed by that, they're, they're shit friends. Like send it through. Yeah. And that last year in COVID, where I couldn't leave the house, but my mates in the snow were like Timmy. Yeah. Friend of the podcast. He was sending me videos of powder days. I was like, keep them coming. Like, I, I want to see it. More. Yeah. More. More, yeah. more, more. I had the same. I, when I did South, um, when I did Cape to Cape or half of Cape to Cape, I had um, I felt a bit bad putting stories up. But after day one, 
all these people in Victoria, Melbourne was in lockdown and they messaged me. They're like, mate, I am loving this. Please, more, more, more. Like, cannot get enough because mm-hmm. they're living at home. Couldn't get past it. So, yeah. Nice. I, uh, feed it. Feed the feed. Direct and fuck Instagram. Just feed it to your friends. Straight through to your mates. Yeah. Um, so, Adventure Time. Where adventure you, Time. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you a quick rundown of the adventure, but then I've got a couple of like questions back to you. That Just say, well, am I in the wrong? Or am I in the right? Um, <laughs> but we you know the answer. <laughs> but we went up to so uh, Dave Grimes, friend of the podcast. Um, he flew up to Sydney, and then Matt Gill. Sometimes um, co-host of the podcast, he drove up from Melbourne, and we met in Jindabyne. Uh, then went out to out to the main range out behind um, Guthiga, which is near Perisher. So we, yeah, sort of like a four-hour over snow um hike tour up to mount twynham set up camp are you hiking or skinning skinning on snow from the get-go so you you drive up to guthiga where the guthiga dam is there on the snowy river um pretty sick spot actually um yeah and then it's sort of like you know four or five k's but up up till you get to about two thousand meters in the shadow of mount twynham and sort of camp under that and um yeah we went out there camped and we had two beautiful sunny days no one else camping out there so we're just out there by ourselves and then toured around some of the peaks you got like Carruthers Peak and um though it's called the Western Faces it's like serious sick terrain for skiing um like New Zealand style mountains sort of hiding off there um Blue Lake what, what are you doing for two days like you skiing during the day hiking up runs or you just yeah so you know we had the full day we just yeah toured around looking for um yeah stuff to ski and like i was just like trying to suss it out because last time i went up there we kind of got a bit lost didn't know what was what but we knew what was going on this time and we got to all the all the spots and got to the top of all the all the runs but it was like so icy like it would have been like you would have died if you fell definitely (laughs) so we didn't ski anything super gnarly but we got to ski like some some cruisy stuff and we we got to hit all the main peaks so just spend a day like going around skiing and then back to camp um, back to camp drinking whiskeys and um, yeah just having a good time out in the snow the, the highest blokes in Australia up there aren't you we were the oh yeah actually we not that time but um, a couple of days later we went out behind Threadbow in an absolute whiteout and went out up to Kosciuszko we were the highest blokes in Australia because no one else was dumb enough <laughs> to go out there but it was sick we were just sitting there hiding behind the, the summit can just hiding from the wind like yes <laughs> We're up here. <laughs> Can't see shit. Can't even really see anything to ski, but we're here. No shapes. Oh uh, no! You could, it was it was actually cool because every now and then it would you could see like hundred meters, two hundred meters. So it's like you're in a big room of whiteness, and then you could see the cornices pop up around you, real, real like you know, ghostly cornices. So the shapes were there to be be ogled. There's shapes everywhere actually because it's been windy as fuck. So it was pretty cool. Um, probably some of the worst skiing conditions I've ever had. Like, to, like, to explain the conditions that we skied the morning, I mean, some of it was all right, but it was like skiing on a billion icy penises. Like, it was like <laughs> fingers that had flanged knob ends and when you skied on it, it sounded like you were skiing on broken glass. Like, really bizarre. Just breaking them off. Yeah, chip, 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 it sounded chip. really weird. Was there windy pockets though, of like power stashes you could get into? No, nah, no power, just 
um, where the sun was hitting like the north facing slopes. You could there was some nice um, sort of soft stuff, but we couldn't. Yeah, if the sun went away and it froze up, you like you'd get stuck down the bottom, and we didn't have crampons or ice axes <laughs> which if we had we could have skied some more gnarly shit that's why i was opening it <laughs> hence your retail therapy yeah, <laughs> just yeah. loving it normally just boot pack out of shit but we were like fuck man like when we skied back down on the last day it's like you know four kilometers ski downhill but four kilometers ski down here with a heavy pack on the most bulletproof ice you can imagine it was like without a doubt the worst ski ex- skiing like actual skiing i've ever done in my life like it was fucking horrible and it hurt and it just it goes yeah. on and on and on <laughs> it's fucked but do you do, what do you do you carry much gear up there like you've got your ski gear that you're wearing but extras you've got a tent a cooker yeah carry, what are you actually carry so we carried two tents between three of us yeah sleeping bag sleeping mat um two jet boils so they're pretty light um three liters of whiskey and just dried dried food so everything's dried so probably like 20 kilo packs up to the camp yep that's but, pretty heavy yeah or well maybe not right. quite maybe like 17 18 um yeah but, but not too not too bad not basic stuff like you don't need water because it's everywhere yeah you melt and the the melt it. the freaking um the jet boils are amazing like you can we were melting snow flat out and hardly went through any um gas like when i've been up there with like an msr stove uh you go through so much gas but the jet boils are fucking awesome and i dried my and own tran- hey oh yeah transies are no good at altitude as well no nah, right? not like really the they- wind and altitude just no, no, you can use them burn. but but nah you're better off but yeah i dried my own shit not shit food that that is recycling at its finest but i got the tips from graham watkins my old man because he does it so i did like spag bowl on the first night and i put it in the dryer and grimes had bought one he's like i'll just eat mine i was like oh fine fine mate and me and matt (laughs) ate this like rehydrated fresh spaghetti bog brought brought some parmesan cheese and actual like you know proper spaghetti it's fucking incredible like yeah, it was a lot nice. of effort to like dry your own food out, but you, the ones that you buy, the packets, which are pretty good, cost you like forty bucks for a meal. Yeah, what do you put? You dry it, so you dry it out, whack it in a snaplock bag or something. Yeah, just in a snaplock bag, and then you can whack them in the freezer, keep them for as long as you want. Pretty you much. You get a cryvacker, one of those like you know yeah. cryvac machines, yeah. sucks all the air out. Yeah. Yeah. I um my friends in uh, Darwin who, uh, stay with shout out to Ellie, um and Jamie. They they um. They were going on a big hike in Darwin and like hiking in, you know, humidity just sounds like a nightmare. But yeah, they were like dehydrating food. They got a dehydrator and stuff and I was staying at their place and um, one of them had made a couscous dish and they'd like put the, all the flavours in with the couscous and like cooked it all up and then they were dehydrating couscous and I was and, and it wouldn't sit on the trays because it's just little dots. And I was yeah. looking at them like, this, this seems... <laughs> We're double handling here. We're double yeah, handling. Yeah. The couscous is pre-dehydrated. Do you realise that? <laughs> yeah. No, that doesn't. And I've heard people. I saw people de like they cooking the pasta and then dehydrating it. I've seen. That. Yeah. It's like anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like what? That is double handling. No. I, I Maybe the flavour's better, but yeah, you know, that's a tip. Pro tip there. Yeah, but you pasta can't. You need to. Couscous. You need to do it on a a flat plastic thing you can't do it on the grate but i, I did a slow cooked yeah. beef curry and then you just put, 
and I did it in a slow cooker and then you just shred the meat real small so it goes into like you know thin strands and that dehydrated fine ripper so yeah, uh, that's a good froth that's winter's been good hey like we got snow early um people have been around it i don't know if it's hanging around i think it what is i've, I've kind of not been good. paying attention because because yeah i don't know i think it has been quite good but here i got two questions for you who's in the wrong it's matt gill give me a you know i think he wasn't giving me a hard time i was just pissing him off i think but um like when we're going to the camp i'm like yeah it's two hours up to the campsite took us five hours so like my memory you know not not perfect on that um when we went out to kosciuszko i was like from the top of threadbow it's it's an hour i reckon two and a half three hours to the summit so you know order of magnitude 200 to 300 percent off yeah consistently um uh, always under though, or or a little above, little under, little little top, little bottom. No, always under by about uh, okay three hundred percent. Yep, yep. <laughs> but but that's yeah. So who's in the wrong? Hit me the question because I've already got opinions here. Well, that's uh, the second one is so Matt Gill. I hope he's listening, and I like I apologise, Matt, because like I know I can be a cunt, but um he got this blister on the side of his foot pretty early on, and we duct taped it up and. And, you know, he got on duck, with it. Duct tape. Yeah, just to stop it rubbing. But, like, he's got yep. shit ski boots for it. So, he got this horrible blister. But we heard a lot about this blister. And, like, a lot about this blister. And what about this blister? And I don't know if I can go to Kosciuszko because of this blister, this blister. And then, anyway, a couple of days after, we, we went to Perisher, Matt skied Perisher, because he had a pass for it. But me and Dave just went and just sunk beers. Matt comes back to the lodge talking about this blister again. I was like... I said, Matt, I shouldn't even fucking know about this blister. Unless your foot is falling off, there's no reason that I should have heard about this blister. So shut the fuck up about your blister. Was I in the wrong or should we be hearing about the blister? Should we be communicating? Did, it, did at any point, did he give you his, offer you his pass for Perisher? No, he went and skied with this blister. But I think it was, oh, the, up, I think it was the uphill that was giving him the, the, the grief. Nah, the the blister. Look, yeah, look, I think it's. I think he's in the right to share, um, and I think he just needed to maybe calibrate your underestimation of distance, because <laughs> that that's fine. Oh, look, I I uh, two things. One, he's in the right to share, but I think your reaction is the correct one to talk it down, because Dave, who you were also on that trip with, once you. Dave and Trav and I did a trip out to the Pisa Valley and Tommy G, which is beyond Snow Farm in New Zealand. New Zealand and yeah. Dave rolled his ankle pretty bad, like real bad. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're like 10 Ks away from walking out of somewhere and there's nothing that we can do because none of us are carrying you, Dave, and no one's pulling an e So we just talked it down, decided that we'd ignore it and it didn't happen. And in the end... We actually left Dave, if I remember. We all, he took and an extra dead. hour or two to get back. He took an extra hour or two to get back to the car. But, yeah. you know, we were waiting for him and it was the best way that we could have handled it. So it's his right to share and your right to ignore. Because if you'd have embellished it, then you wouldn't have been going up to Perisher. You wouldn't have been yeah. going up to Kosciuszko. You wouldn't have gone there. This so is- it's fine to share. It's good to share. It's good knowledge. But yeah. you're right to talk your mates down i think i think you're right like he should share because we we need to know what's going on with him but he, absolutely but we should also yeah he should be ready to cop shit about about it and then the absolutely. the calibration of time the problem with it is that they'll now know in the future how to calibrate my estimates 
because. But you've got to estimate to to those calibrations now in the future. Oh, as sorry. Well. Okay. I sorry. They. <laughs> yeah. I thought they just calibrate. I should two way calibrate. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So don't correct. Don't correct your memory when we you and I go up to Kosciuszko. You've got to tell me that's an hour, and yeah. I'll be like, all right. So it's probably three. Sweet. Because I think it's something to do with the way the human brain works. So I was like, I should take notes because your your memory blocks a lot of the bad shit out, and you only remember the good bits. So it's like, oh. Yeah, it was awesome and it was easy and it took an hour. But no, it was actually hard. But your brain blocks a lot of that out, I think. Anyway. I'm yeah, we actually cannot remember pain. Like pain is a is an intense feeling and it's a it's made up, right? Like if you if your touch receptors aren't working and you put your finger onto a hot plate, it'll melt and burn and like it'll just keep burning until you realise that it's smoking up. But that's if your you know, your feeling isn't working. But you, you can't remember pain. So like when you touch a hot plate and you go, bang, it hurts. The pain isn't a memory. You can't tap into your head now and go remember the pain and get those same hurting feelings. So yeah, yeah the bad times are only in the present. Yes. You've got to remember that. Yeah, well, that's good to know. It doesn't help you when you're in pain though, does it? Nah. Well, maybe it does. <laughs> it doesn't. You won't be back there. Hey, quick, quick intermission. I'll just grab a beer. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to have a third one of these Choc Maple Imperial Stouts. 10%, um, 9%. 9%, 2.7 standard drinks in a can. It's going to knock my socks off. So like I said, I haven't been on the beers. I've been in rehab mode. I've lost three kilos, uh, which I've lost four kilos from a quad and put one kilo on the guts. So net, <laughs> I'm down though. You're going to be so wonky when it comes to like doing the proper rehab with one leg just... Like, are you doing anything with your other leg? Like, or you just... Yeah, I'm crutching around. I'm using it double time. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. I'm a bit wonky, but uh, it'll come back quick. I usually put muscle on pretty quickly. Um, should we rack. hammer through some bar snacks? Yeah, let's, um, let's hit the bar snacks. Let's hit them short and sweet. If, it's, if there's nothing there, let's move on. But let's take one, from, one for you, one for me, and we'll just work our way through. You pick one. You've got a list. This is organization plus, but I'm scared of the first one. I'm going to read it to you and you can hit it. Cultural appropriation. Just is it actually real is my question. The reason I asked, there's a YouTube guy and I don't know his name, but he he like walks around campus dressed as a Mexican in a poncho and a thing and people come up and say, hey man, not cool. This is cultural appropriation, man. But then he goes to where all the Mexicans live and he's like, do you like my outfit? And they're like, yeah, man. It's a sick outfit. You look good. And he's going around and people he's are high-fiving him and just loving it. So I just don't think, trying, I just don't do think it's real. In. Like, is it real? Can you explain it to me? We can move on. Not really. I, I find... Yeah, cultural appropriation is interesting because if you're actually putting the effort in to dress like someone, like I went to the temple in Uluwatu and I had to put a sarong on and, you know, I wore it poorly, but I was all in. I was like, yeah, I'll wear a sarong, I'll, I'll do the right thing, you know, I'll show my respects. But Respectful, if I was yeah. to wear a sarong just at Ulu's while I was, you know, watching the surf, drinking a bintang, smoking a goodang cigarette, am I culturally appropriating the Balinese? I don't know, because you're talking about respectful there. You want to you go and be respectful in the actual culture yeah. there. But if you take it away yeah. and you're acting like a dickhead, it's a bit disrespectful. But... The, you know, I don't know. Anyway, move on. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, it's interesting. I just don't you know, think it's... Trying. Thing. It's just effort. 
I, I think like because everything like most of our culture is appropriated, right? Like Australian, yeah. all the culture is been appropriated I think from somewhere. I posted a good meme about um, you know, the food in France. Everybody's all about the food in France. You know, if I say Italian food, name an Italian food. Fuck yeah, um, pizza. Yeah, good. No, ex- easily right. <laughs> pizza. But, the, the English, the English, like they spent the good, you know, 1700s, 1800s, just basically boating around the world to bring back all of the cultures and the food. And you look at English food and it's fucking ridiculous, like baked beans. It's horrible. And, and, yeah. and curry. Like um, they're, you know, the football team wins and they're like, Vindaloo. They sing that stupid song about Vindaloo. Like fucking curry. It's like, what? Anyway, I think the whole English, um, the, all of their culture is appropriated and they do a terrible job of it. Yeah. In summary, I think what's it, next? If it's done right, it's just like, you just take it like Mexican food's the best thing. We should appropriate that. It's, every culture should steal the burrito. Maybe we should just stick to our own culture. That's it. I'm just allowed to eat bunning snacks. Let's move oh, on. Man, I had a, yeah, move on. All right, I'll pick one for you. Um... Oh mate, if we, you've got ticking time bombs here, Miriam, the show Miriam was before <laughs> oh, yeah. its time. Uh, well, every, uh, you know, I've been through the medical system lately, and I'm seeing all of this. Like every medical form, every hospital you go to, it's male, female, unidentified, trans, whatever you want to be. It's like options, it's trendy, lots of options. Trans. Yeah, trans is trendy these days. And I got thinking about that show Miriam. Do you remember it? There's something about Miriam. Yeah, there was actually a doco about it recently that I watched. So I'm like right up to date with the Miriam thing, but it was like so it was really a sad. Like she, doc on it. yeah, because it, it, she kind of got thrown under the bus. Um, and didn't she like kill herself in the end? It could be quite sad. Oh fuck! Did she? I don't know. You watched the doco? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But um, so so the Miriam yeah. show was for, it went it would have come out what late. 2000s early 2000s or something i was in school for sure and basically miriam was a uh bloke dressed as a woman not sure well, no, if she she was a trans woman would be the right way to say it with a penis uh, trans woman. They, they didn't i think she did still have a penis um yeah but but she goes on this dating show that's basically like the bachelor and all these dudes are like all right i'm on tv i've got to like impress this you know, girl, oh, and then they're like going on dates with her and stuff, much like The Bachelor. And like, it's it's more appropriate now than ever. I'm convinced it's 20 years before it's time because if that show came out now, it would be one, incredibly popular, but you think the talk around it, it would be brilliant. Yeah, so just, I think the doco that I watched, I only just remembered that I watched it, but they were just saying that it was kind of fucked up like because they, they, they brought her in there and then when the guys, like a couple of the guys were onto it, but they kind of wished them out. But when they made the announcement at the end, the guy's like, oh, yuck, blah, it's disgusting. And and then she's just like, well, this is fucked. Like, um, yeah. And then I, I think she died. So a bit sad in the end. Oh. So it was ahead of its time. But if, if you do it now, it would just be a normal show. You just have, just, you know, throw everyone in and you'd be open about it, not secret about it. It's pretty pretty weird the way they did it. It's a weird, it's a crazy concept, crazy concept. Like, yeah, 
I think they should bring it back. It should be on like iView or something. Moving Apple on. Let's move on from that one. But I uh, look. Yeah, move on. <laughs> oh, what have we done? Hit me. Choose one. Oh, can let me pick one actually because you sent me this link. It's like the future of living in Saudi Arabia, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty sick. Like, it was. It's this like is, go it's for a, it. An ABC ABC article, news article I saw. It uh, was it Saudi Arabia. I think so. I think it's Saudi. Either way, it's one of those desert countries where there's not too much to do outside because it's too hot. So they've. Um, put out a blueprint for a new city and it's going to house 9 million people. It's 170 kilometres long, 200 metres wide. So that's 170 kilometres long, eventually, mm. 200 metres wide and each suburb is like a segment and there's one high-speed rail running down the middle of it. And basically everything you need from medical, schooling, sporting, entertainment is all within your pod. So it, it you cut precinct. out travel time. Yeah. And it's, but it's a vertical, yeah, your, your vertical suburb. integration. Like it's not just across the ground. It's it's vertical. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Up clear walls, so everyone's got equal view as well. Like you can all have a view outside. Uh, in terms of all the waters recycled, electricity, renewable. It, it, it's it's actually genius. And the traditional city, Perth's a great example because it's horrible. We just went north and south. There's no west and there's no east. There's a hill, there's but it's like, the there's no, like Melbourne's a good example. You know, you've got to have ring roads and traveling around is just Everything fucking just annoying. Everything out and out and out. Out and out and out. Yeah. And up. then there's gridlocked in the middle. So they're going up and they're going down the line and you've got, it's 20 minutes line to line. I, I thought it was a pretty cool concept for that area, right? And it opens up for populations around like desert places. Like, you know, Australia's mostly desert. Mm. Cause it looked like reckon? it was, would you live there? I wouldn't live there. But it looked like they're creating their own environment too because it's desert outside, but it looks like it, you know, the, the way they set it up, it could potentially be cooling and have plants and shit. But, I mean, it's just stolen straight from the Jetsons. I don't know if you remember how the Jetsons lived, but they lived the exact nah. exactly like that. Um, with it, But they had flying cars, but this had, uh, yeah, so. They have a rail instead of flying cars. But I kind of like, if, if we can do something like that, then we can go and live on Mars and shit. So, yeah, I'm, all, I'm for it. But it did look like you're living in a prison. Um, like, are you allowed but out? You said to me that you would live there if there was a wave pool. Oh, yeah. You could surf. Yeah. If you get that plunger wave pool from um, uh, <laughs> your phone. Oh, well, that would work in there because there's no wind. Like that, if anyone's seen Surf Lakes, the plunger wave pool in Yapoon is an absolute hoax. There's not a single bit of footage of it with a breath of wind. Everything that comes out, it's dead glass and it's like, oh, this is amazing. So you can't put that technology in Perth. No. It's like 12 days a year with no wind. Someone's going to get, someone's going to die under that plunger as well. Like, I watched a whole clip on it the other day from Kale Broccoli or something. He's. Yep. Pretty unlikable chap that has a YouTube channel. Why? Why is he so unlikable? <laughs> I don't he's know. Like, he's he's offering up like real good surf lessons and great insights. But I'm exactly the same as you. I I actually sent it to a mate. I was like, check this guy out. He does have good insights. He's he explains things really well. He's I just fucking hate him. There's something about him. I cannot like the guy. I can. Uh, he doesn't have a personality. He's one of those guys yeah. who's nice, well spoken, smart. Nice quite good at things but i can imagine a conversation with him wouldn't go far beyond the technicalities of surfing so yeah he just you need to have like a really 
to have to have a YouTube channel, you need to be like Nathan Florence or someone like. <laughs> Somebody can watch and him playing, sitting there playing with a cat for ten minutes. You're like, yeah, I want to hang so out. Jamie with O'Brien, this guy. Jamie O'Brien's at one end, and Kale Brock's at the other. And but he's quite successful. If you want to learn about surfing and like be bored shitless, Kale, he's your guy. Kale Brock, broccoli. Yeah. Anyway, I watched the clip about that. Hey, I um, I had uh, a wine down in Leaderville on Friday night with two, not one, two Commonwealth Games medalists. Gold? Successful athletes. Gold medal? Uh, probably. I can't confirm. Let's just say yes. Um, and you've, you've, you said common games is fucked. Like, no one cares. No one cares about it. I don't think anyone cares about it. But obviously, your friends but, who went there and won medals care and good on them. Like, well, it's funny because I was of the same thought. I was like, no one cares. Like, common games started. No one gives a shit. We just had the Olympics. And they're all there like, oh, it's exciting. We need a screen so we can watch it. And I was like, watch what? What are we going to fucking watch? You yeah. just saw the Olympics. It's just us. Like you look at all the odds. You can't even bet on it. It's Australia. I saw a, a highlight and there was a podium. It just flicked onto the news and there was three Australians. First, second and third. I didn't know what sport it was. I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Poor England. They're all sad because they sent all their best sports people to Australia. Yeah. India, there's enough of them. They just don't have money. So it's just like an affluent fucking brag isn't it it's like well we've got uh fuck all people but people generally pretty happy uh and you know time to go surfing play hockey uh do whatever you want throw a javelin that's niche pole vault have you ever seen a have you ever pole vaulted who has the time to go pole vaulting mate when you're like plowing a field you know if they could growing rice was a commonwealth game sport there'd be other countries that'd be a better place to yeah you know podium I mean, javelin, pole vault, if you're trying to escape your country, could be good to get over the over the wall. Um, the Mexicans what, should be good at that. What about Commonwealth Games, but it's, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, handicapped by gross domestic product. So oh, at the good. swimming pool, like, yeah. yeah, the GDP like per capita is how far you start back. So that's all like the stall gift. It's a scratch race. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like Australia no, I think got it too should... much tax money to put into sports. You're at the back of the line, son. Yeah, well, I think that the um, Olympic medal tallies always looked at it like that as well. Like New Zealand outperformed. There's like four million people. It's yeah. astounding their rugby team does so well, considering there's four million people. There's a million of them are uh, male, no, no. or two million. There's like only you're talking about just population. Play on it. You're talking about yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I think we allow for population and GDP. And then that... So then New Zealand, like, fine, it's doing well because there's less people, but they've got heaps of money to put into sports. What if we do it better by by swimming pool? So it's like, all right, in the swimming, it's like you take your population and then you divide it by the number of swimming 50-meter swimming pools in that country, yep. and that's how we decide the handicap. And it's, so it's like you could be, you know, let's say a, whatever Commonwealth country... And then they're like, all right, we're not going to have any 50-meter swimming pools. Everybody learns in the ocean. And then they get like a massive head start because I think that's, you know, key. And like Switzerland, they probably don't have too many 50-meter uh, swimming pools compared to Are Australia. Are they part of the Commonwealth? They do all right. Where Can was Peter Van den Hoogen band? He was from the Netherlands, I think. He was a, not a bad swimmer. And um, I can't imagine they've got too many 50-meter swimming pools in the Netherlands. Can you lame... How many like mm. countries can you name that this would be a shit part of the podcast? 
from from the Commonwealth. Man, actually, there's too many. I'm just looking at the list. But like, <clears throat> some of these countries are they even countries? Like <laughs> the Falkland Islands? Is that a country? That sounds like a group of islands. Eswatini. What the fuck is Eswatini? I've never. They're making up countries for this thing. I reckon we yeah, should. This is, they should the Commonwealth the is thing. where where the UK got all of their cuisine from. The, the Esqua Silly Curry. Oh, Esqua uh, Previously Swaziland. Ah, oh, Swaziland. Yeah. Yeah. Africa. Yeah. Hey, you're a finance guy, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Inflation is a scam. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> is it? I haven't really thought it yep. through, but it feels like a scam. Have you borrowed any money? No, so but no, no, no. More. The value of the money I'm earning is yeah. worth less. But you, I, you, I, I need to earn more of it. And then he gave the hundred bucks to the hooker, who gave it to the coat guy. Where's your, where's your pet monk crab? What monk crab? Well, that was high. Let's br- move on. This is that was, boring. That was as highbrow fun. stuff. Let's go lowbrow. Let's go. I sent go. some. I put some pictures onto the onto the interwebs today. Some pictures, some questions around food. I want to get your answers to them. And then I'll tell you what the people yep. thought. So first okay. question is, would you call it an egg and bacon roll or a bacon and egg roll? What would you call that? Oh. Bacon egg roll. I'm just picturing myself ordering. Yeah, can I grab a bacon egg roll? Okay. Well, 70% bacon of people egg. agree because with it's, you. I disagree. I yeah, because you, you talk about the meat first. It's meat first. I want a chicken burger with egg. I want a beef burger with egg. Well, I say Unless egg and bacon roll. Burger. I say yeah. egg and bacon roll. <clears throat> Me okay. and 30% of the people. But All fine. Right. It's good to be different. Next one. Would you call it a palmy or a palmer? Palmer. Every day of the week. Yeah. I get told off in WA. Palmer. So 80% of the people say palmy. And I think that's because New South Wales say palmy, WA say palmy, but Vic, Taz say palmer. Vic. I don't know what South Australia say. So you and I are Palmer people. We're Palmer people. We're Palmer people. Yes. Yeah, it's a Palmer. It's a Palmer. Palmy. All right. Weird. You still there? Oh, something weird happened. Ah, yep, we're back. Yeah, Dad. <laughs> when you go to eat My said dad's, Palmer... Dad just called me then. Sorry, Pete. Just had to delete we'll, you. Comes. Hopefully that wasn't important. We'll call him back. When you go to eat said Palmer, what's the last thing yep. left on your plate? Like the last morsel what? that goes into your mouth is... Mouse, is it Palmer? Is it chips? Is it salad? Or alternative option, do you just ditch the salad altogether? All right. So personally, uh, what order? I, I mix. I mix through the. Uh, I definitely get into the chicken first. Then I'll have a little bit of chips. Then I have me fish and a rice cake. And then I'll have me fish. No, but that's a joke. Um, <laughs> I get done the salad, but I always make sure that I leave a few chips. And mostly that's because I think. Oh, I probably don't need all these chips. Yeah. But then when it comes down to it and I've just got a beer there and like chips on a plate, I definitely need the chips. So the last thing that goes in my mouse is a chip. Is the chips. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Chips last. There's almost a dead heat on this one. 25% Palmer last. 25% chips last. 21% eat the salad last. What the fuck is wrong with those people? You want to end the meal <laughs> on that? But yeah. Ruining it. Salad and beer is horrible mix. You need to pause the beer consumption while you're on the salad vinaigrette. 
But 29%, so the biggest percentage goes to just ditch the salad. So a lot of unhealthy yeah. people. That's all right though. That's okay. That's fine, I think. Because sometimes the salad's just like, you know, one brown or, or purple onion slither yeah. and, you know, a wet lettuce. It's, it's an afterthought a lot of the time. All right, a couple more. Yep. You order fish and chips, so battered fish with chips. Do you put tomato sauce on the fish? Is it okay to do that? A, a tartare, uh, in lieu of that, a koopy would be ideal, but a tartare sauce. So uh, tomato sauce, nah, stays away from the fish. Whoa, that's uh, close to the thought. See, I, I like a bit of tomato sauce if the fish is battered. I wouldn't put it on just normal fish, but I do like it on a on a battered fish. On a batter? 46% yep. of the people agree with me. 54% of people say no tomato sauce on the fish. All right, moving along. Right. <laughs> what is the king condiment? Is it kewpie? Is it sriracha? Is it tomato sauce or is it barbecue sauce? It's kewpie because it goes on everything. You could almost put it on like porridge i reckon yeah the way i answered that one is because it's the one that i go through the most bottles of and 48 yep. percent of people agree tomato sauce wow. big big that's big big swing i thought koopy was an underground underground uh, condiment it was koopy. but not no more Barbecue. Amongst my friends, I've been subtly influencing my friends because, like, you know, when you turn up to someone's house and you're like, oh, "I should bring a, a like a gift or like, not a gift, but you should," you don't want to turn up empty-handed. So, like, my go-to is I'll just swing past the supermarket and grab like a bottle of Coopy, almost like a bottle of Coopy. You know, just, <laughs> just like, just like, oh, you guys should have this, and like, a if you don't have it, you should have it, and if you've already got it, then like, you probably want some more because it's sick so like it's a win-win-win everybody loves Koopy do you know what I reckon one of the great gifts is I always buy it for Secret Santa at work um, and whenever people get it like you know you play the Secret Santa where you get to steal gifts and you don't know what gift you yeah, get yeah. whatever Yeah. I buy um, fancy dishwashing tablets because <laughs> they're fucking Fuck, expensive that's, that's and people right. just hold yeah, on to them like, like it's freaking gold it's pretty funny yep yep Oh, that's good. That is good. I like that. The things you don't want to spend money on too. I um, I don't own a dishwasher, so that'd be useless for me. I'd appreciate just a, <laughs> just a kilo of koopy. <laughs> I've actually got, I when we moved house and put all my shit in storage for three months, I had a brand new packet of like fancy dishwashing tablets, you know, $35 worth. And like, I packed them away. The new place doesn't have a dishwasher, but they're under the oh. sink anyway. And well, I just opened it because they smell good just to keep it nice smelling under there. But eventually, one day I'll have a dishwasher again. And those have you tried? Have you tried melting one in the sink? <laughs> I haven't, but I will. Are they those real fancy ones with the red ball in it? Yeah, it looks like it's gel though. It's squishy and the balls in there. Ah, uh, ooh, what's in that gel? I don't know. I don't. I've challenged you to wash the dishes with one of those. I want you to Report hot sink, back. fill it up, yeah, and let it like let it marinate for you know twenty minutes or something, and then. Wash the dishes. It's, they're too hardcore because the dishwasher does a lot of rinsing, and I'd be rinsing yeah. for, for days. I think I'd give it a go. Though. How are you dealing without a dishwasher? I'm I'm a professional without the dishwasher. I don't. I wash dishes at houses with dishwashers. Yeah, just you're one of those people. Um, mm. uh, I'm getting used to it. You just have to wash the dishes all the time. You can't leave it. You yeah. can't. You can't leave it for two meals because it's it's too much. You got to wash the dishes every time you do something. And then it's fine. But if you let it pile up, it's no good. 
So, yeah, we're on top of it after two months in the place. Um, on that note, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Olympian, Commonwealth Games medalist, Rachel Lynch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because in my um, sedentary state with knee injury, I've been letting the dishes stack up because it was very hard to stand, right? And mm-hmm. then I couldn't stand without crutches and then I'm on one foot... So I've just like, fuck the dishes. I'll let them go. When Kev was home, he was getting them done. Anyway, Rach turned up to my house um, this last week, actually. And, you know, the place is a bit of a mess. I was a bit embarrassed. I was like, look, I'm sorry, Rach. I've just been, you know, throwing shit around. And like, it's hard to stand up. So I've not been doing anything. Anyway, without prompting, I was, um, I had a, she had something to pick up and I was writing a note for it. Anyway, while I was writing this note, without prompting, Rach just spontaneously did my dishes just like got in taps on did the dishes for me she recognized the pain i was in the incapability i had of doing the dishes and then i wasn't enjoying you know living in my own filth so that's a big shout out that's, that's le- olympic uh level actions that is olympic level that's beyond commonwealth games level that is olympic level actions. Olympic. do you reckon yeah. it's just like Maybe it's just in her DNA. She just saw it and just went in autopilot back in the 1970s um, housewife DNA, just straight to the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good on you, Rach. Yes. Yeah, I I think when I was at your place that weekend, which we we haven't talked about, we don't need to talk about it. I was sick, but like I washed the dishes for you a few times, but I was not really that helpful. I was like, oh, you're going to be like totally fucked for this next week because you can't make food. You can't wash dishes. You can't really do anything. I hope someone turns up to help you out. No one turned up. No one goes. Everyone's been in Europe. Everyone's been away. It's been cooked. But I'm back now. It's all right. I did have some dark times there. Um, although I, I had um, a good mate, Bradley, uh, over in Victoria. I haven't reached out to me. And he's like, I was like, oh, I should come over. And I was like, dude, I'm doing nothing, man. I can't even sit in a car because I can't bend my knee properly. And he's like, it's all good. He's mate, I'll come over and I'll just like have a couch holiday. I just want to sit... On your f- and I was like, dude, we'll just chill out. He goes, please, I'd love it. I'd love it. We'll come. I'll come please. over for three days. We'll watch the football. We'll we'll do nothing. And I, and it's like these because he's got three kids, you know, yeah. like these parents. And I'm thinking, like, you know, couch holidays is a thing at a certain age where you actually just, I you 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 don't want to go on holidays to do things. No. Some people want to go on holidays to do nothing. Yeah. 100%. To do nothing. A couch holiday. We do so much. We're always doing things. Do this. Do that. I've got to do that. I have to do things. There's always more things to do. Imagine when you have kids, you've got to do all that shit. And the doo-doo. It's just too much. Was, can I please come to your house and just sit on your couch (laughs) for three days straight? It's like, mate, I feel really bad. We won't do anything. He's like, it could be the best time ever. But Just to do nothing. Sleep in, sleep out. Who cares? Oh, to do that with an old mate that you haven't seen for a while is actually the best. Like if you like you and Brad, like you're both best mates, right? But you don't see each other that often. You could sit on a couch for days and days. have a and have a great time. <laughs> great time. We watch Bathurst reruns from like nineteen ninety six. Who cares? <laughs> I'll put the whole thing on. I'll watch qualifying. It doesn't matter. Like we could just sit there 
and be in each other's company and he wouldn't have like kids yelling at him funny things. The other night I talked to him during this conversation about him having a couch holiday and he's, he starts laughing. I was like, what's up? He's like, I've just been put to bed. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm while I'm talking to you on the phone, because the only time I get, I've been Lucy, his oldest, who's about three. She's trying to brush her teeth. He's trying to put the twins to bed. But one of the twins has decided it was funny to turn the light off and close the door on Brad. And so he's like, he's like, I'm standing in a dark room by myself. And, and uh, Ruby's just said, good night. So I've been put to bed. I was like... <laughs> Take that, wouldn't you? You so, need a couch holiday. <laughs> it's, I reckon it's a it's a new measure of how good friends you are with someone. It's like how many days could you couch hol- holiday together before you murdered each other? <laughs> yeah, I reckon heaps. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon I've got some tolerance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah, has Brad come to do it yet, or it hasn't happened? No, he, he hasn't because he's got three kids under too three. Too much shit like, to do. <laughs> the whole point he's is... Got too much, he can't afford a couch holiday. He's got shit to do. Hey, before you... Nah, it'll happen. Just on bar snacks, can I go to the people and pick a bar snack? We, I put yeah, it out. go on. Um, David Manning, 87, said Adventure Time. I hope you enjoyed the Adventure Time. Craig Bodger said Literally Anything. Well, we have done Literally Anything. Um. Uh, fuck, it's actually... Who we got? Uh, all right, I like this one. This is important. So this is from D Costello. This is on Instagram. He cracked his tooth on an olive and it was supposed to be a pitted olive. A calamata, I assume. Yep. Should he be bringing this up with Coles who sold him the olive? Absolutely. With Coles. We... I my experience with this, and I didn't crack the tooth, but I was very close to. I thought I'd crack the tooth. I had an olive on a pizza, with a pit Oof, in it. Ouch! They're made of diamonds. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was a gourmet pizza. It was this thing had like this was like a proper Italian pizza with three ingredients. One of them was olives. This wasn't like the olives weren't an afterthought. They were the hero, and there was pits in them on a fucking pizza. I'm supposed to finger the pizza before I eat it. It's not your job. So my take on it, if you're like, if it's your first time buying olives, you might make the mistake of just munging into one at top speed. But if you're yep. a seasoned olive eater, like the fancy boys that we are, you'll be careful. You don't just you don't bite hard. You bite carefully. But if you, you look for the starfish, you look at that little balloon knot date up mm. its date. You know, when you see this little starfish print, you know. Hundred percent. But the pizza, when I'm making putting olives on a pizza or into a salad, I'll slice them with a knife. I'll slice them in half. Oh. And I think the the pizza shop should be doing that. Or buy those black ring ones that are already sliced up. Yeah, the ringed olives. Yeah. 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 Ring owl. The, 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 I, I don't understand olives um, as a food. If you buy a jar of olives, mm. what does it come in? Um, brine, I guess. It's olive like, oil. Nah. It comes in fucking olive oil. They come in olive oil, man. Like, what the fuck? How much? They don't what always do come in olive oil. We get olives in brine. I think so. That's at the deli. You're thinking of deli olives. I, but for those olives to become deli olives, there's been a process that's involved olive oil, I'm certain. Mate, yeah, look. Well, the oil's there. I don't know. I guess the brine is olive oil. But I, I think if you buy the cheap jar, looks like it's like some sort of salty water setup. I don't think it's olive oil. <laughs> That's that's Brian. 
<laughs> if you look at like, because there's an olive tree at um at my letterbox, and like one day I tried to make olives. I was like, well, fuck, this can't be too hard. I've got olives. Like, I'll just shake the tree, collect the olives. I'll put them in a jar, and I looked it up. And one of the ways was brine. I was like, get get fuck tons of salt. Get all the salt you've ever seen, yeah, and then put the olives in it. And I was like, all right. So I did that. And then the other way, it's like, all right, to um, to preserve your olives, put them in olive oil. Yeah. I was like, well, where well, do you get the olive oil sense. from? Yeah, I would just, I would just would have bought fucking olives. <laughs> like, no, but you I could buy olive collect, oil. Collect, turn half of them into oil to preserve the other half, and then you've got oil and olives. Ah, uh, not a great crop though, is it? If you're squeezing half of them, and throwing them out. No. Uh yeah. Anyway. Good question. Olives though. don't make sense to me though. They and don't try and do it. Or and actually, I encourage everyone because olive season about now, winter. Get around your olives, shake them out. Um, see see what you can do. Whack them in a jar. Mine, when I put them in the jar, they they're in there a while and they started to like pop and hiss. And I like when I opened this jar, it was fermented. And I thought, I I actually tried one. It was absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. At the least case, I thought I could get pissed on this, but it wasn't worth it. So I just poured them down the sink and threw them out. <laughs> so I've not successfully brined an olive. Well, I think, so D Costello, if it was your first olive, then I think you should sue Coles. If you've had olives Definitely. before, then I think it's on you. Because, yeah, whoever's pitting, I don't think they're pitting them one by one. I think there's a pitting machine and the pitting machine's not that good. There's a few other things here. I don't know. Like, there's a few of people just are, like saying, "Good to have you back." Um, can we do? We're a- not back yet. We tried to have one a podcast <laughs> and it didn't work. I don't remember any of it. I was on, f- I was on fentanyl. Good pods when you uh, love your gear and no, it's not to schedule. Good on you, Nug. Nug. Nug says, "Treat them mean, keep them keen." Is what he's saying. Uh, oh, and Nug Nug also, can you and the Alpha Blokes podcast do a potty together? I never heard of it. Do you know what that is? Alpha Blokes? Nah, no idea. We'll look it up. But right. no, no, Alpha Blokes. no, we probably won't. Can you and the Tinsmen do a podcast together? We do know who the Tinsmen who? are. Who are they? Uh, it's the guy that sung our song. You know, you know this. What? What's his name? T- Tinsman. Nah, it doesn't ring a bell. No. <laughs> Sold out. No, it's, they, not, it's the hot bug. I bogan, sent them you know. a non-compete. Yeah, I sent them a non-compete letter because they've stolen Harry, our guest. Yeah, Harry's and our had guest. had him on recently. If you listen to us and you listen to Harry, then you probably listen to the Tinsman with Harry. They got loose and had a camp um, with Door Before by Four and Harry. It was actually good, it was good banter. It got pretty loose. I mean, it's campfire times. Um, if you haven't been camping, it's worth a listen. I've not been camping. That's so cool, though. It's like, worth a listen. To do an act, it. a pro- proper podcast with Harry on camp, that's the way to do it. So good on the Tinsman for yeah. that. Um, will we do a podcast with the Tinsman? P- probably not. We'll, we can't even do a podcast with each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's been months. Hey, I'll tell you what I have been doing um, whilst I've been wanking fucked up furiously and often. Sorry. Six is the number. Uh, that's the record <laughs> in a day, in case anyone's wondering. Are you alone? <laughs> you won't last. Yeah, it took me more than 30 seconds. Um, so I've been selling shit on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, mate. 
Don't get me started. Because you've convinced me that Gumtree is dead. And Gumtree is definitely dead. Gumtree is dead. Because I've dual listed and now I'm over Gumtree. But I've been selling stuff on Facebook and I've noticed this one of two things happen. People just lowball you and I like to tell them how they should um, interact on the internet and teach them lessons. Have words. And <laughs> Yeah, have words. I sold a surfboard actually for X amount of money and I saw it listed just this week for $100 more than I listed it for. Nice. And the guy said... I was just a bit chunky for this board. And the, no shit, this this kid that turned up would have been 60 kilos. And I'm over 90. And I've sold this board that I've had a joyous time on. Did you message him? So he's say, tripping. <laughs> I'll fucking offer you 50 bucks less than I... Anyway, no, it's good. It's a circle. That's how the economy works. Things go around. It's like the hooker and the cocaine dealer at the yeah. pub. Who's selling rope. It's the things go around. But um, I found out that if you're selling an item... That is cool. It's a good item. Yep. You end up making friends with the people that buy it because they're like-minded people. Trying to suck and this up. could be a new route to finding... Oh, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Like-minded friends. Yep. Yeah. You're right. I, you're 100% right about that. If it's, if it's bespoke, if it's niche. Right for you. It's right for them. You're right to be mates. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. I sold a mountain bike and it was niche. It's like... It was a, it was built for me. Dealt with a f- absolute fuckwit convention over the month. One guy kept writing back. He'd come back each week and go, "Your mountain bike's in terrible condition. There's no way you're gonna get a thousand dollars for it." I was like, "Okay, thanks for the tip." And then he'd disappear for five days. He'd come back and say, "Your mountain bike is in horrendous condition." I was like, "Mate, you haven't seen my mountain bike. Just calm down." But anyway, I was, uh, this good bloke came on. He's like, yeah, man, want the mountain bike. Fair price. Let's make a deal. Met up with him and we just looked at each other and was like, oh, we're similar guys and we got chatting and he's got this mate that's going to set it up for him. He's like, well, my mate set it up for me and he's like, oh, it's already custom. I was like, yeah, well, it's, this is customized because Dan built it for me. He's like, yeah, my mate who works at the shop's going to do this and this. I'm like, fuck, yeah. And we got chatting about all this stuff. We could have been best mates. But anyway, did I steal your thunder there? No, no, it's exactly the thunder. You could have been best mates because I had several experiences. One of them, after being undercut and offered bullshit money, one of the guys, it's a used surfboard. He's like, I'll offer you $100 less on account of the deck dings. Deck I was dings. like, dude, it's a used surfboard. It's it's going to have dings in the deck. What the fuck do you think I was doing? Well, I put him in a room as a wall hanger. And then Quite the guy the that point. turned up to buy to buy that surfboard Ended up paying me. I had it listed at two eighty. I just wanted this particular grub six three gone, and he gave me three hundred dollars for it. I didn't have change, and he's like, "You know what? Don't worry about it. Take the extra twenty bucks. This is what I want." It's a good looking board. It wasn't for you. Like I know the board you're it talking about. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And he was going up north, and I was like, "Mate, send me some pics from up north. I want to know about your trip. I need to live vicariously. I'm about to have a knee operation." Yeah. Another guy, same thing. We just. I went to, uh, I'm on the other end of the exchange. A large set of fins came up because I'm a large fellow these days mm-hmm. and I need some large fins. And, uh, you know, I probably shouldn't have, but I whacked the knee brace on through the crutches in the back of Kev's saloon and drove up to wherever he was from and purchased these fins off him. Same bloke. He's heading up north with the family in a couple of days. We could have been mates. Could have been mates. We had a good old, ch- we got a good old chin wag. And I feel like marketplace needs to be treated for what it is facebook you've got a profile act appropriately if you want to be on there undercutting people that's fine but this is 
this is a place for like-minded people. If you're selling kit that you had once loved and someone's looking to love that bit of kit, you guys could be mates. Yeah. Treat them with respect be nice. and dignity. Respect. Yeah. I, I sold if- a pair of um, Alpine Touring Ski Boots, like very niche, and they were old, but they're in good condition. It was niche. I put a cheap price on them. It's like the person that wants these is probably looking to save a bit of dosh. And this old like um, Austrian dude, he would have been in his 70s, I reckon, Austrian, like obviously an yep. old like backcountry skier from way back, came, came in, put it, tried them on in the... In the in the he tried them on. He tried them on. Yeah. I was like, yep, perfect. Gave me the $50 or whatever it was. And I was like, fuck, he could have been my, my mentor. This freaking old 70-year-old Austrian backcountry shredder should have... Should have got around. You want to know where he's going? Yeah. Like the guy where the bought my six three. I was like, going? "Where are you going, mate? I want to come. Like, I want to come with you. I can't, but you know, like we should be doing trips together. And you don't have to buy this board. We'll just go together, and then you can use it when you need it. Can we go together, man. please? Yeah, can we go together? And uh, I um the the final nail in the coffin that Gumtree's fucked, and and this happened uh, probably two years ago. That I was. I had some old work boots, like from working on site. And a couple of boots, you get a new pair every now and then. These ones are in real good nick, but they've been used, clearly used. And I had them on for $50, you know, some blue steels, the standard model. It's like, yeah, put them out there, 50 bucks, come get them. Uh, This guy messaged me. He's like, yeah, yeah, sweet, I'll pick them up on this day. Can you leave them out front for me? Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever, whatever. No worries, I'm confident, not a problem. And then... I was like, yep, it's organized. And then an hour later, he messaged me. He's like, hey, um, for an extra 20 bucks, can you put some jocks and socks in the boots for me? Oh, my God. And I'm like, and I was like instantly laughed. And I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. Yeah, 20 bucks. And I'm like, this is funny. So I was like, oh, ha-ha, lol, mate. You don't, I've got, you don't know how much bonds cost these days. You know, I'm rocking some expensive chocks. Are you kidding? Like, pretty funny. Took the piss out of it. You, you know? think he Looking was... Looking for some... Did you think he was joking? I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. That's a weird so joke. So we went for mate. a little... It's a fucking weird joke. So we went for some back and forth. But he instantly came back and said, look, you know, that's not cool. No need to be rude. Um, I was being serious about it, but don't worry about it. And then blocked me, like completely cut me from from Gumtree. But this dude obviously had a little, a little, you know, sexy tradie man fetish, mm. and he wanted some used jocks and socks. But the problem is, twenty dollars is not the right price for a pair of bonds. And I didn't have any that were on the outer. It cost you twenty dollars for a pair of bonds if you buy them in threes. Yeah, I yeah, think, exactly. Wasn't you know it? what though? This- Would you do it? Would you have done it? Oh. I- I've got a few. The socks a bit. You know, like you get a your undies. There'll be a group that go down together. So at the moment, I've got yep. a group where they're starting to get holes in the ass, and like they've all oh, got to yeah. go. So he can have them for twenty for sure. Mate, post them on Gumtree. I'd give you his number, but he blocked me. He like fully yeah. went MIA, and that's it. That's what you don't get on Facebook. Get on Gumtree. Just put them on there. Used undies, bonds, full set. Monday to Monday to Sunday. Picture of me uh, with my shirt off, holding the undies. Forty dollars. Picture of you. Yeah. Sweating, but the, can can be washed or or not washed. Chicks, Optional. chicks, chicks get this a lot. So one of Mel's friends here, oh, she's just left Sydney, but whatever. She sells shoes and stuff online, and she always gets guys asking for more photos, and like, like, <laughs> well, like all the time. Feet, apparently, feet yeah. There's like, yeah. So they're like, they want to come and buy the shoes. Like, can we get another photo? Can I just get a photo of your feet? Like, apparently, this happens. This isn't a bad shout, actually. 
So like we go, you go to the op shop, you buy some women's shoes that are at the op shop for five bucks, you know, some lacy shitty stilettos or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you post a profile picture of yourself, you know, looking a bit cute, whatever. Not you, obviously, just like a fake someone, one. someone, a fake hot chick. Just someone. You put them on there. They're reasonably priced. And then they're like, can you send more photos? And you're like, you're sure. And you have all these, you know. Just transfer. Stock to, if you transfer feet. me $20, I will send you 10 pristine Boom. feet photos. Anything you this want. This is good. Yeah. Whose yeah. feet are you yeah. going to get photos of? Just get them off the internet too. Fuck it. Just send them Mel's feet. Who cares? They're real feet. Hey, in this economy, we need to make money where we can. So if you're listening to this and you're looking to make extra money, that is your idea to have for free. Was That's just giving it. you a fucking gift. You can sell your dirty yeah. jocks from your own profile and you can sell feet pics from a fake profile. And that's yeah. you probably make a hundred bucks a week at least. I reckon you could. Especially in Sydney. Oh, especially in Sydney. Mate, it was in Perth where this guy came looking for he wanted your undies, your dirty undies stuffed into your work boot. If I can drag yeah, imagine Sydney. how well I'd do in in Sydney. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, it's legit stuff there. It's legit stuff. Legitimate. Mate, I don't Got know. any more bar snacks? Oh, there's heaps more bar snacks. We could we could wind it Monkey up. Monkeypox is coming. Can we, like, I don't want to wind it up, but I want to say, to hark back to predictions that we had for 2021, didn't come true, but we've recycled quite a few of them. You said that we're going to have a, um, you said we're going to have an assassination, and Shinzo Abe got the fucking bullet in the chest, mate. Yep. So you've nailed it. One from one. That's big. Shinzo Abe, former Japanese Prime Minister, for anyone that doesn't know. That was a pretty big deal, man. I thought Queenie and Et and uh, Attenborough were going to go down, but I, I think that's Is six still months alive? off. He's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'd know about it. I'm going to take the week off work just to watch Docos. Yeah. Archie Roach died today. Archie Roach did yeah. die. What's he sing? What's he, what's he in for? Because I know the name. I thought he was a boxer. No. Turns out no, you're thinking of... He's um, not... Muhammad Ali. <laughs> no, who are you thinking of? Like the famous indigenous boxer. Uh, Archie Roach is a singer, songwriter, musician, Aboriginal. Uh, pl- played with like, Paul Kelly and stuff like that. Um, it's only 66. He looks about a bit older than that. But anyway. Close the gap, bruh. It's a yes. real thing. Close the gap. At this point, you need a live audience. We could say, look, should we wind it up or do you want to hear more? Like, <laughs> if you want to hear a bit more, just yell at your stereo or, or yell. Say, yeah, we want more. Well, I feel like uh, uh, we haven't been doing this for a while and I've got things to say and opinions to well, make. People and I've want drunk more. three beers, which is the most beers I've drunk in six weeks. All right. So The people want more. Was has got more to give. Um was give us your quick guide to being disabled. Like what you've been disabled now for almost what a month or three weeks. Yep. Like what, what are the tips and tricks to surviving as a disabled person in this world? Five weeks, make friends before you become disabled. That's a big one. You can, it's harder to make them now. Well, I don't know that it's harder to make them now, but the friends that I had before have been useful. Yes. So you need friends. So, so, so be a good bloke. Uh, be friends. a good bloke. Tip number one. Be a good bloke. Um, people are very accommodating. I get a lot of doors open for me. I feel like being I'm a woman in the fifties. Nice. It's quite nice. People let me out of the lift 
uh, first people people walk take backward steps to open doors. So I'll be walking towards a door and people will turn around, go back, open the door they've just walked through for me. People it's slap great. you when you get lippy. Yeah, I get taps on the ass. That's the ca- that's the catch of getting the door open. You get a little ass tap on the way out. Yeah, worth it. Totally worth, <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Um, tips to being disabled. It's been steel crutches. You don't need to rent crutches from the chemist. They give you crutches at the hospital to leave and they say, they give you a little form and it says you'll return these the next day. But it turns out that's not a legal document um, and you just borrow those crutches until you're ready to return them. So Margaret River Hospital, I'm mm. returning the crutches eventually. Not now, I've still got them and I've enjoyed them. So is it like a library though? You're going to take them back and cop a fine, do you think? Nah. No. I'm just going to like, I mean, it's like an orphanage. You just throw them at the front door. Yeah, and, like, and run. Knock, leave yeah, a note, yeah, run. run. Leave them at the fire station. Yeah. They'll find their way to, to a rightful owner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, other tips to being disabled. So um, hang on, can I just go through your shopping? first two two tips? The first one is go on. don't be a shit person because you need friends yep. second one is steal things from the hospital okay next yes. number three go on well if you actually go to the hospital this is a genuine tip that um a anaesthetist doctor friend shout out dr hamo you got a friend who's an anaesthetist they, they, they make she learned how to say they make good yeah. coin don't they but which seems like you shouldn't make yep. that much like you just administer it's like Oop, too much. They're about to die. Poor, like it can't be that hard. Well, that's it. You've got the death trigger. No, that's that's why it is hard. Because if you fuck it, you kill them. Yeah. So it's like you're playing with the death trigger. But yeah. the but the job itself is probably not that hard. It's just the consequences are high. Yeah, but they get. That's why they get paid more. Because it's like you know, if you go to get your nails done at the salon and like someone fucks it up or they give you a shit haircut, it's like the difference is six months of like tears, but yeah. they'll be back. But Whereas sc- like you fuck up the anesthetics and the debt they don't come back no i know yeah I, yeah that's yeah. why they get paid more yeah danger money but is it harder than doing nails probably not no. it's probably I less can, hard because like people the, are unconscious the they don't know yeah when you fuck it up <laughs> yeah and people same like, amount of hard yeah people dose themselves with drugs every day and don't die can't be that hard anyway every day refer to our previous podcast <laughs> <laughs> Or the next. Now, this podcast is going to come out first and then we'll retro put the other one out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's going to be very confusing. But um, yeah, so uh, th- yeah, a few tips. Um, That's enough. We've got two the other tips. Thing I, well, no, the other thing I've done is Woolies online delivery and it's been really good. I signed up for a free month and they deliver it to your door and like that's actually been really helpful. How do and you just find... Just frozen meals and shit. Are they... So. Oh, are you getting fresh fresh food from them? I'm just wondering how they go p- yeah. picking the veg. Do they pick the one that you would have picked or do they pick... Oh, don't order chicken because the chicken is stunk on the next day. So I was like, I threw it out. So no chicken. Um, no chicken. You should yeah, the, be able to Yeah, the veggies, the fruit was fine. No, nah, it's fine. I didn't mind it. Okay. Mm. When I go, I did notice that they use Uber actually for their deliveries when you give them a specific time. And the Uber guy was real confused about entering my house. They I was like, they use Uber, Uber. They use a third party. Yeah, so I got my groceries got Ubered from North Perth, Woolies to my okay. house, That's and the it. Uber guy was real confused about his job. Yeah, and I was like standing there at the top of the stairs on crutches, being like, "Did you pay? You a, need to bring the groceries to me." 
premium for that? Um, no, because I signed up for the month free thing. Right. So okay, but did yeah. you order that the same day or? Uh, next day. Next day. Okay. Next day. It's all zero cost. Yeah. Anyway, market research. We'll talk out. about this later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's about my tips, I think. And I and also I wrote a I wrote myself a positive pull list. We might have talked in the other uh, the other episode, but there's a lot of things that you you can do, and you need to look at it as an opportunity as much as a disability. Of like, all right, well, now I've got this time to do things. The problem with that is that I genuinely suffered pretty heavily mentally, and like the mental health and the fortitude that you need to do things like reading a book. Like you mm. need to want to read the book. But if you're not feeling good, it's a lot easier to get the dopamine from watching TV or jerking off than flicking it through is Insta. From but that's the whole thing, book. isn't it? It's like a with the darkness, the bad mental yep. health, it perpetuates itself because you say, "Oh, I could do all these things that'll make me feel good," but I can't do the things that make me feel good because I don't feel good. So I do these other things that make me feel worse, and then it just yep. you just spiral down. It's not till you can start yep. spiraling yourself back up with the good things. But um, yep. I, ju- I was just going to say like when obviously you were stuck on the couch and you got into a bit of a dark place there for a while, which is going to happen. Like you can't do anything. You're fucking being pumped full of drugs. Shit's going on. Things suck. But I really appreciated that you text me and told me that you were feeling shit. I was like, fuck yeah, it was like, that's what blokes need to do. Right? Like you feel like shit. You tell a mate. And then you talk to each other and maybe you feel 2% better. But you got to tell someone. So, like, respect for doing that. And, like, to yeah, the I people d- listening... I forgot that I did that, actually. Yeah, you did I, that. I did. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I was just thinking, like, it's a good message to, like, people listening. Like, if you are feeling shit, tell your mates. If you don't have a mate to tell, fucking text us on Instagram. We'll talk to you. Like, tell someone. If you're that, a bloke, you've got to do it. And, and like... The, the funny thing, like our relationship is very high times based. Like often high we times. go a while while without talking, but, you know, it's banter, it's good times. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, we have like the high times banter and it's not like a rely on each other sort of relationship. But no. I was having a real kind of a time at one point and I messaged you and just put it deadpan as I could yeah. to cut through the autistic filters or the spectrum <laughs> that you're on, that I'm on. I was like, I'm not enjoying my life right now. I'm having a and bad this time. This is how I feel. And and funny enough, like, uh, you know, your response and our conversation that ensued was heavy on the banter, <laughs> heavy banter, <laughs> heavy piss take banter of not things that aren't, you know, none of us were going to do. But it was it was exactly what I needed. Like just the yeah, man to reminded that life's not that serious and like yeah it was pretty heavy banter and i enjoyed it <laughs> it was hectic <laughs> we probably should delete there was uh, we're not t- i'm not talking about <laughs> no, i need to delete that from a message history just in case that gets 100%. read anytime soon yeah nah it's good it's good man it's a good message oh, oh there was a ufc fight last week and patty patty pimblett i don't know if you've heard of patty pimblett he's this english guy he's a bit of a legend like he's kind of everyone loves him but he, he put a similar message out because he'd lost someone to suicide that week during the fight week and then he came out and he won his fight and he was like hey guys like fucking when you're feeling shit talk to each other because like chicks do it they're really good at it guys don't do it we're really shit at it so do it 
He'd, he's like, I'd rather fucking have a phone call or a text from you than have to fucking go to your funeral because you topped yourself. It's that. Yeah. Patty said it better than I could, but look it up. <laughs> Actually, um, one of our mates, Adam's Quality Mind on Instagram, who's a bit of a mental health expert, he posted it. So go and check out his Instagram and um, give him a follow as well. We'll get him back on the pod at some point. But um, yeah. yeah, he's posting yeah, some was, good it, shit. It was interesting, like that going to the dark places and like one particular week for me, the week after I had the operation and I was actually on, on the opioid medications, which everyone's heard, oh, opioids are bad, it's an opioid pandemic, blah, 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 whatever. Epidemic? Pandemic? I don't know. Epidemic. Yeah. It's a different... One of them's got monkeys in it involved. I'm not sure. Yeah. But they... But either way, the Saturday... Because I didn't really need the painkillers for my knee. I was just using them the last couple of days something for a bit do. of a release in the evening and literally something to do. Yeah, you can understand. And and then when I didn't really need them, I was super flat, like like proper flat about life and nothing was good and like looking down it's a knee injury like i'm you know it's temporary yeah you fast forward a month i'm going to be up and about and fine it's easy to but think that I was now easy to think that but it's about like the looking at the situation and being aware of it and it didn't take me until till the afternoon to realize why i was so flat and it's like fuck i've just been taking opioids for a week <laughs> and then like I'm now i'm not on them and I feel really flat about it. And I was like literally hating life and without understanding. But once I understood what was going on, yeah, you know, I was like, shit, I need to actually do something about this. And the biggest thing, something that was huge for me was actually going and sitting in the sun. Like yes. it was a lovely sunny day and I could crutch down to the car park and I just sat in the sun. I had a podcast on one day. I read a book the other day, but like the sun and like that warmth and the feeling incredible how much that did for you than hiding in a room watching youtube or yeah man you know whacking it to yeah something else it's the sun things 400 times like i've been flat um i'm pretty good now but i was flat for a couple of months just like work was bringing me down and non-stop fucking rain in sydney and just like eh, yeah and you start to tell yourself stories and i i listened to some guy talk about well you know if catch yourself telling yourself sad stories it's like oh this guy you know this happened at work and this and this and this and you kind of catch yourself you know narrating your own life in a negative light when you could easily just narrate it in a positive light but i found the same thing the one day that we got with sun i went down the beach got my shirt off copped the vitamin d went for a swim i was like it was just a absolute game changer like the something something about that vitamin d is legit but that on top yeah. of like catching yourself with these with the story that you're telling yourself about what's happening because you can easily just tell yourself a sob story but you can sort of yeah, catch and it and it perpetuates so, yeah man like i was telling myself this sob story about work oh i'm getting hard done by and this and that and this and that and it's like yeah you got to stop doing that but it's hard to catch yourself in the moment when you are feeling down but it's good yep I think you just need the circuit breaker of a memory. And you know what I also actually noticed? I don't know if you ever read the ABC news or you see on TV and there's a hectic article, whether it's got suicide in it or domestic violence or whatever. Yeah. And they always flash up the websites of, if you're having trouble, oh, read yeah. this, see yeah. this, here's the links and things. And and previously, I've always looked at those things and gone, oh yeah fuck whatever like skim straight past it i want to read the crux of what's going on here but that week i actually took notice of it yeah and it was like 
it takes effort to go and seek help and to help yourself because you're sitting there in this wallow, this is shit, ugh, ugh, like everything's hard. So then to go, okay, hang on, I'm going to go and fix something, bring up the internet, go and search mental health help, men's health, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when, I was, when these articles came up, one of them popped up and it was right there in front of me. And it was a resource that at that time I actually needed. So to actually see it reiterated in front of you before a story, after a story, at any time, and in the moment when you don't have any effort to actually go and source that, but to have it right there in front of me, and it kind of clicked. And I was like, fuck, this is actually really important yeah. for a lot of people and important to have there. So that whole being reminded constantly, and it's like, this is annoying that I'm being reminded constantly of this thing, but... Yeah. It's when it's in that situation. It's actually, yeah, r- brilliant. Because 99% kind of the of people, 99% of the time are like, oh, this article might be triggering. Here's a lifeline. Here's Black Dog Institute yep. or something. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yep. But you're saying that yep. that 1% of 1% time that you actually needed it, it was fucking useful to have it right there. Makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. because you're not going to put in the effort to go and find it yourself. Yep. So they're just And to have it thrown in front of your face was actually quite handy nice. for once. So. What do you think about like, I'd be interested in you because you've gone through this in the last few weeks. Like, do you think sometimes it's a good thing to go, like you can't be up all the time. Sometimes you got to fucking hit, get low and get deep and get dark. You don't want to be there for too long. Is there any benefit to it? Do you reckon? The roller coaster, right? <laughs> you ride in the lows. Otherwise you're just a coke addict. If you're just you're riding the high though. We don't go day. high, low, high, low. It's not great fun, but I don't know. Yeah, look, there's there's definitely a benefit from it from a um, perspective, mm. but also from a like I think if you want to learn something from it, it's in, it's good. Yeah, and even if you find yourself in that situation, stop and go. Okay, well, this is a learning opportunity. You know, I might have been someone that doesn't burn too bright, but now I'm real real low. What can I learn from this? And maybe it's the inside of what you value yeah. is important. Like, what do you actually value in your life? Like, what's been taken away? And for me, physical activity, yeah, I get a huge buzz out of that. Being outside, I don't realize how much power and energy I derive from physical activity, but also being in the sun, yeah. being in the ocean, those sorts of things. And like, that's really important to me. And it's a big part of my identity as well as to who I am. Yeah. Because without that, like, I don't, I don't play video games. I don't have a passive lifestyle. I don't read books. I don't get on the internet and share my story or blog or these sort of things it's in like f- in my fact identity. you ridicule these it's motherfuckers outside. that stay inside yeah, all day anyway. so all of a sudden so <laughs> you've had it yeah nah so so like my identity and I, I realize what i value and like what is important to me and you yeah. know going forward that's important to protect so yeah like it's good to it's just a a, a reminder yeah you don't know what you got that, till it's gone it's like it's saved in, paradise. What you just said then, like it's important to protect. You got to protect it in the future. You got to like, fuck. Yep. You can't help it. Sometimes your knees are gonna blow up, but like, do what you can to. Yeah, for sure. For that, I I did have which you saw here, a list. It's on the wall. I I put it in my lounge room. A positive pull. So it was like things that I could do, with a dodgy knee. Yeah. And it was like a reminder, but I actually did have to remind myself daily reminders and daily things to do the like a starting five sort of yeah, situation yeah. of yeah. like tick off a few things win the morning 
because I wasn't going to get the big wins that I would get later from even I walk to work and home most days yeah. and I don't get that joy of being outside and that wind in your, well, wind in your hair, wind on the eyebrows, you know how yeah. it is, Andy. Wind, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wind in the beard. Wind through the eyebrows. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've, I put up a list of positive things that I could do and yeah. kind of I think doing that's, that. That's, I think, yeah, I've always said, for a few things it's like do the things even if the things don't feel like you know it doesn't feel like they're doing anything you just do them anyway so like you make a list and i'll just do the things and you can apply it to lots of things in your life like when i was looking for a job originally out of uni i was like i'm never going to get one but all i I was like well the motto is do the things which is just keep writing resumes keep replying just do them even though it feels like futile but the same can be said in these like times where you need to drag yourself out of a hole it's like well here's the five things i should do today to make myself feel better and when you're doing them it doesn't feel like they're doing anything but over four days five days a week it all adds up slowly so just do the things yep. do the things and it can be dumb shit like making your bed and brushing your teeth yeah for sure like it doesn't have to be you know big things like 45 minutes know. of meditation um yeah, yeah, yeah it might be hard. a five minute meditation and make your bed like clean your room Jordan Peterson clean your room yeah no yeah, things like that invite your Olympian friends over to wash your dishes yeah that sort of stuff you know phone a friend yeah man good shit look I reckon we winded up there I think that's good but um anything else you want to add before we we've still got on? a podcast do we is this are we going to do this are we going to keep doing yeah, this yeah man I oh, look one thing like I've always said it whenever we feel like we shouldn't do a podcast we do it, have a good time. People are writing to us to say to do it. We'll keep doing it until someone tells us to stop. And it might, someone might be you. It could be me. It could be Matt Gill. It could be a cease and desist from a, a lawyer. The the tinsman, Harry, at, at Fire to Fuck You. We've also got merchandise still. So I figure we'll do this until the merchandise is gone. So whether that's an incentive or a disincentive to buy it, just yeah. buy some. We've got t-shirts and stubby, or well, fuck all stubby holders left, but the stickers, send me your address, I'll send you some stickers and magnets and, but you know, people like stuff. Supply demand, there's fuck all stubby holders left. So if you want one, you could pay a bit extra and we'll send you one. $27, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. I'll jerk off into one yeah. for you. It's inflation. You really it's inflation. The doll's <laughs> worth less. The stubby holder's $45 plus postage. Yeah. Wazzle stuff a pair got. of Wazzle stuff a pair of dirty bonds into it for an extra twenty. <laughs> yeah. Twenty cents. An extra twenty cents. Done. Ah, <laughs> uh, sick man. Hey, have you got a song that we should uh play on the do back you, end of this podcast? Do you have a song? Like should I put I don't it? have a song apart from the fact to say that I was loving Doctor Worm. Because they played it on Triple J on Saturday morning, and let's do it. Man, I let's sang every word to it. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant song. It's stupid, but it's 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 a it's a good stupid song. It's brilliant. Let's do it. What's the band? Whatever. Ooh. Doesn't matter what the band is. It's who cares? Doctor Doctor Whoops does play that. Oh, uh, I can find out. Yeah, find out for me because I'm intrigued. It is. They might be giants. So here it is. Ah. They might be giants. Dr. Worm was. It's been fucking good fun doing this again. Let's do more. Hooroo. Appreciate it. Hooroo.
interested in things I'm not a real doctor But I am a real worm I am an actual worm I live like a worm I like to play the drums I think I'm getting good But I can handle criticism I'll show you what I know And you can tell me interested in things I'm not a real doctor but I am a real worm I am an actual worm I live like a worm and I like to play the drums I think I'm getting good but I can handle criticism I'll show you what I know and you can tell Dr. Worm. Good morning. How are you? I'm Dr. Worm. I'm interested in things. I'm not a real doctor, but I am a real worm. I am an actual worm. I like to play the drums. Oh, live like a worm. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's good. All right. Where's your, where's your pet mud crab? What mud crab?